you can ride up and down here. There's wineries all over the place. And basically the whole, this whole valley is dedicated to the pursuit of making wine. You're listening to Experience This, a show about the emerging experience economy with your host, Tom Young. Hi, everybody. This is Tom Young. Let's go around the table. We're not in the room. <laughs> this is Rohan Kapoor. This is Karen Bashwa. This is Bart Gallo. Hey, so we are uh, actually not in a room. We're outdoors here in Napa Valley. Uh, we're in a town called, is it Yountville? Yountville. Yountville. And we're across from the Bougie Bakery. <laughs> the Bougeon <laughs> Bakery. The Bougeon Bakery. And we're sitting here in a marketplace at a, at a table outside. We found some electrical power and plugged our gear in. And uh, anyway, we spent the last uh, day and a half here in Napa checking things out. You guys have a good time yesterday? Awesome time. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Really fun. Stumbled upon uh, our tour guide. It was a great find for the area. Yeah, so, uh, so Karen, yeah. what was his name again? So his name was Manny. So he was referred to us by the Napa Valley Marriott, and he was awesome. So Manny's been living in town for about 22 years, and they call him the mayor of town. <laughs> but Manny says he's going to be the president. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Yeah. Well, we t- he took us around. The first stop we went to was this uh, uh, winery called John Anthony, and we went to the church um, location yep. in Los Caneros. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a private for us. We had about seven people there. It was great, uh, fantastic. It was an old convert, a church that they disassembled from Pennsylvania and reassembled here in California. Yeah, uh, very, very nice. Uh, it was excellent. Very intimate experience. It right? was quite different from <laughs> from transitioning from there to we next went to Robert Mondavi. Right, which is probably a, probably one of the largest, uh, you know, corporate. Um, winemakers now there's one yeah. of the largest wineries right so but their facility is also very nice it's, yes. it's very different so mm-hmm. you get a full feel for the scale of production that's required to make the amount of wine that they make yeah i think yeah john anthony was definitely a very personalized uh intimate experience the uh, robert mandavi vineyards again like you said amazing scale but just felt a little less kind of a bit more commercial a bit more reading from from a book versus like Telling uh, you a story. Telling you a story. Yeah. Uh, I think John Anthony had the whole, like, converted church into a tasting room aspect. Just a lot of uh, unique kind of craft elements. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But Mondavi was a good experience, too. Yeah. So you get a sense of this whole... So people... So the, there's the town of Napa, and then there's the Napa Valley. And then mm-hmm. the Napa Valley extends up, you know, 25 miles up from the base of Napa all the way north up to... Cal- Calistoga. Calistoga. And, yeah. And there's a bunch of... Yeah. Like Oakville and... St. Helena, Yauntsville. Yeah. So um, so you can ride up and down here. There's wineries all over the place. Mm-hmm. And basically the whole this whole valley is dedicated to the pursuit of making wine. Yeah. Even down to the festival, they, uh, the guy, John Anthony, was telling us about Bottle Rocks, which is a music festival, something like 40,000, 50,000 people. Um, they have big acts come in here, and but it's all centered around uh, it's all centered around wine, which is pretty cool. Um, sounds like a cool experience to to do. It was great. Yeah. I mean, I, I I would just say personally, I, I'm not I I like wine like a you know I would say I like wine, but uh, I'm not a wine uh, aficionado. Aficionado. <laughs> and I would say after the 15th or 16th <laughs> glass of wine. Now these are not full glasses of wine. Uh, they're, they're right, you know, smaller pours. 
but it's kind of lost on me after a while. I could definitely tell the difference early on, but then after a while, I was just like, all right, just... The caps taste like caps. Just keep pouring. (laughs) Yeah. So... Yeah. I had to refrain from pulling out delectable on my phone a couple of times <laughs> to check. Well, I did check and a lot of, uh, uh, again, a lot of the uh, the wines that they sell here at the at the vineyards are not usually publicly available. They have um, basically all the all the vineyards have memberships and clubs mm-hmm. and you pay a flat fee and they ship you stuff quarterly twice a year. Um, and then you get access to the winery for tastings and things like that. But a lot of the stuff that they sell, the reserves and some of their top labels, are for members only. And so it was interesting to me. I was when we were at Mandavi about how they do the selection for the reserves. So they basically right. have a, a, a small committee, including the winemaker, will look at a batch of say 200 barrels, and they may pick the best four or five and then set them aside and put them in a reserve label. And uh, very interesting how they do that. Yeah. Uh, but those reserves end up sitting uh, only for consumption locally. So very yeah. interesting. It's an, it's an interesting model of creating some exclusivity. Yeah. So like we're across the street from the Bujan Bakery. Yes. The line was, it <laughs> was like- the door. <laughs> it was like getting a croissant. <laughs> no, no, it's not croissant. What's the thing? Bougie croissant. Cronut. Cronut. Oh, like getting a cronut yeah. in New York. Yeah, the cronut in New York. You got to yeah, wait yeah, in yeah. line to get it, and there's yeah. like a limit. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, they've got the French laundry restaurant somewhere uh, next door as well, and I think both the bakery and the restaurant are both owned by Thomas Keller, who's now built up a brand to the point where it, I think it's like a year waiting list to get into the French laundry. It's, that it, is I looked crazy. It up. It's about $500 a head to go there. For, yeah. Wow. And uh, they don't have like cheeseburgers or chicken fingers. It's actually, it's a, it's a chef's tasting menu. So you, you're there to experience whatever they want to put in front of you and they bring in world-class chefs to, to work there. So it's, 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 um, it's equivalent to per se in New York mm-hmm. on Columbus Circle. Same kind of pricing structure, same kind of menu structure. Yeah. yeah. I think for people coming out to Napa, the big thing to keep in mind is it's a bit of a, it's a nice, relaxing, sleepy environment. So you spend your day doing the wine tastings uh, and what we did about four. I think four is probably good. And then after that, people probably go to a really nice dinner and then it's not like there's this buzzing nightlife. It's more of wine tastings, beautiful dinner, and then you kind of wrap things up. Maybe some stuff's happening in your hotel lobby. Uh, but it's pretty chill, I think, for the most part out here. Yeah. There's a certain calmness I'm sensing as well from everyone out here. It's not uh, a yeah. fraternity brothers uh, <laughs> on any kind of vacation. Yeah, if you were to come here for more than two or three days, uh, I would take each day at and follow the less is more routine. Yes. Uh, Because I don't think I would want to do four or five wine tastings three or four days in a row. That would be too much. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you mix it in with a, 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 you know, spa day or just relaxing day. The the scenery runner is quite nice. Now, we had mixed weather yesterday, but today is beautiful. It's a little cool. Right. But I imagine coming here during the harvest time, say some August to September, when it's a little bit more buzzing, yeah. uh, you get a sense of how they actually make the wine. So we're here, the the, the vines are... Uh, Pretty bare right now. Well, they're bare, essentially. Mm-hmm. But when you come here in the, the late summer, early fall, right around the harvest time, it's uh, buzzing with 
uh, fruit and the whole wine scenes here and you get a different sense when you walk through the vineyards. Yeah, yeah. And, and I imagine these tasting rooms probably just get absolutely slammed. So I think reservations for a couple of vineyards that you'd want to go to are probably key, especially during um, September through November. And it's not cheap. Like, so the tastings are 40 bucks uh, and you get about four, four to five different wines. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not... Um if you're, if you're looking to get a, a cheap drink, <laughs> yeah, this is not the way to do it. Really, It really is an exposure to the high-end wines. Yeah. Uh, the wines that they're selling in these tastings are, are that they want you to, essentially they're promoting, are, you know, I would say $50 a bottle and, and up, mm-hmm. and, and, and upping the operative word. Right. Uh, not a lot of t- a table wine for $12 or $20 is, is much higher than that. So this is a... Uh, not for everybody. This is a, a not an inexpensive place to come, but it's a, if you're into wine, this is sort of like the wine cathedral yeah. of uh, California here. And we've talked before about experiences and how much planning can kind of set expectation and then the actual experience of it could maybe not live up to what you've planned. I think having an aspect of not planning some of the vineyards that you're going to go to is really important because we planned the main ones, which I'm sure everyone will see on, on if they do a search for Napa, the Robert Mondavi's, the big ones. But actually, the one that we probably enjoyed the most was the one that we didn't have a plan for. It kind of just came up from the... From Manny. Yeah, from Manny, I yeah. So I, I think have an aspect, plan a bit if you want to. Ideally, if it was me, I probably wouldn't plan at all and just turn up and you know, stop where I felt. Um, and I think sometimes that can lead to a cool experience. You, you got to trust the locals, I think, as yeah, well, right? Yeah, I think right? that was key. We outsourced, we outsourced the planning to our expert guide from the area, which helped us stumble upon that. So we um, uh, talked to a lot of people when we were coming out here, and they gave us a lot of advice on different things. One of the things uh, from one of our buddies, Tom Lang, he comes out, he's come out here a couple of times, and he's gone to the... Uh, very small vineyards, even smaller than what we went to the first, the, the first one. That, mm. And uh, you, he, he got a sense that he, he hung out at the vineyard uh, for half a day. And it was much, it was even more informal because it was, it was actually a working vineyard. So you got a, a much better sense of what's required to actually make the wine. And it's a little bit more of a, I'll call it a behind the scenes approach. So if, I, if you were going to come for more than, the, than say two days, a two day weekend, You'd want to try to figure out how to go do that, how to go find and spend uh, one day at a small working vineyard so you can get a sense of, you know, how they prep the soil, how they prune the vines, um, how they take care of things, you know, look at the process of actually harvesting and making the wine. Like even things like I was amazed at the the machinery that they had to destem the, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, especially at Mandavi, it's a huge operation, but yeah. how do they do it at the small operations? Is it done by hand? You know, what's the way to do that? The other thing that was interesting I found is they, uh, they harvest at night. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't have thought that, but that was. I do, I do. I didn't think that either. I, what, why? Do you know why that was? They're just the, the. It had to do probably. with the, uh, the sunlight and the sugars. And, mm-hmm. uh, I guess the plants are, are, you get a more consistent, uh, I guess it's a more consistent sugar mm. ke- uh, chemical composition. So they try to get it all done right away. 
uh, so you get some consistency across the grape when you harvest. I was really amazed at the detail, um, like the techni technical details that kind of go into it. I, I, I knew it was there, I just didn't appreciate at yeah. what level. I knew I didn't know much about wine, but I didn't know how much I didn't <laughs> know about wine. Yeah. So it kind of put that into perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that's really good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to get back here with, uh, with my daughter here this, later this fall, come back during the harvest time. She's wanting to come out here for a while. And uh, so I'm going to try to do that. We'll probably be calling Manny and saying, hey, can you take us around one of the days? But you also want to you also want to get get a car and drive around yourself and just uh, just wander and explore without any obligation, uh, and see what you see. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Yep. So we are sitting, uh, like I said, in this. What's the name of this place? I yep. think it's downtown Yonsville. Downtown Yonsville. We're mm -hmm. in this marketplace. We're sitting out front, uh, and it's starting to get a little bit of a buzz. We got here a little early. And we're, people are starting to walk around wondering what the hell we're doing here with all this gear sitting outside. Yeah. Uh, right in front of the V Marketplace. The bakery was very good, the Bouchon Bakery. Yeah, we went that was there. delicious. I, I had a, I think I got a ham and cheese croissant. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it's really good stuff. People should come here yeah. just to check it out. It's a, one of the famous uh, go-to places. There's probably definitely going to be a line for anyone that comes, but it's worth waiting oh, in line. Yeah. It's not that long. Yeah. You, people can survive. Yep. Whether you go to the uh, the French Laundry, it's not a laundromat. <laughs> but if, you, if you go there, that's a, a totally different experience. That's a thousand dollars for a couple. So yeah, if you can get in, I think that's re uh, reserved for special occasions. Yeah, probably. Th but there's a lot of there's a lot of nice places around here, and uh, again, I encourage people if you're into wine, uh, you can make a trip out here. Especially if you're going to San Francisco, this is a nice two days. Definitely. Two day stop. It's an easy. It took us about an hour in the morning on yeah. Friday morning. You could to even get day trip it up here from San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, uh, but it, you, but I think staying here, you get a little bit of a, a different feel. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Anything yep. else? That's what it. are we going to do yeah. the rest of the day? We have, Whatever we want. Yeah. We, Whatever. We, we living, living by our own motto. We can't plan more than an hour ahead. <laughs> Not so, allowed. So uh, we have a flight tomorrow, and we have two cars. <laughs> and we have no place to stay tonight yet, and no plans. <laughs> and it's exciting. It's great. We have no idea what's going to happen. And uh, we have Sean, our talent manager, uh, talking <laughs> to some of the crowd here, is able to... Uh, uh, engage with a nice young local lady and uh, hopefully he can uh, give us a pointer on maybe where we go somewhere after this so it'll be fun yeah, yeah it's Can't really wait. good anything else guys that's it for looking, me looking forward to the Excited rest of the, the rest day, of the day yeah. yeah okay great all right thanks everybody. all right thanks. talk to you guys thanks. soon hey this is karen bajwa thanks for checking out the show today if you like what you heard head on over to our website rumjog.com if you happen to be in the New York or New Jersey area, come check out our meetup called Digital Disruption. We cover topics like you heard today with a live audience. Lastly, don't forget to follow us on social media using the handle at Rumjog. Talk to you soon.